0: Now, fight back with Libby Nimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Good afternoon and welcome. Patrick Brown is here with us. Thanks so much for joining us. Libby, it's my uh, pleasure. Okay, so you're waiting for a decision from the nomination committee of the Progressive Party of Ontario about whether they will allow your leadership bid to go forward. And when you threw your hat into the ring last Friday, it took a lot of People by surprise. I have a million questions, as I'm sure our listeners do. So uh, let's get right to it. First of all, how are you doing?
2: Well, you know, I got hit by a truck. Uh, It, you know, it it gutted me Uh, to go through what I've gone through. I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Uh, It was horrific, horrific for my family, horrific for uh, friends. Uh, But I, you know, I got my strength back. The reaction I got uh, back at home in Barrie and frankly, around the province, where people. Could tell this was a political attack, that this was a setup, that this was uh, an assassination. Uh, Frankly, you expect something like this to happen uh, in other countries. You don't expect it to happen in Canada. You hear stories about this in Russia, but certainly not in Ontario. And uh, people are pretty livid. And I went into a curling rink in Coldwater, and everyone cheered when I came in. I went into a coffee shop in Brampton, people lined up to say, "You know, we're we're behind you." And if. If those folks uh, believed in me, then I, then, then I need to have the strength to get back up and to, and to fight for, for, for what is right. And I want to finish the job I started. I want to finish the job of getting this province back on track. I'm not going to let down all those people that believed in me. Uh, and uh, I put my hat, uh, I, I put my hat in the ring, and uh, I, uh, I put my papers in to be a candidate for, for the leadership.
1: Okay. Well. You uh, showed that some of the aspects of the story that uh, your anonymous accusers gave uh, were wrong, and uh, you took a lie detector test of your own. Two lie detector detector tests tests of your own volition. So you say you've cleared your name. Um, Christine Elliott says you have gone some distance to clear your name, but not finished the job. Other leadership candidates say they haven't decided yet, and the accusers say they stand by your story. So in the absence of a process, because there's no criminal case, uh, is this a matter of your putting it to the voters? But, you know, how is it ultimately decided if you have cleared your name?
2: I wish there was a process to this political uh, hit. Uh, uh, There wasn't. If there was legitimate concerns, they could have brought them to the Barry police. They didn't bring them to the Barry police. It was brought uh, at nighttime uh, to CTV, uh, giving me no time to respond. It was um, a political uh, setup. Uh, You know, for the first week, I was just shell-shocked. But when I looked at the allegations. Uh, uh, and, and by the way, immediately I said th- th- they were absolute, absolutely incorrect. I got up at Queen's Park, said these are fabrications, they're not true, not even in the slightest. Um, but then we looked through the letter that CTV sent. Uh, we realized uh, that we could prove factually that both allegations were impossible. The first allegation was based on me living in a second floor bedroom uh, with a door the realities where I lived at that time, and I, and I I guess this is an example of the sloppy journalism, they, they, they didn't check that at the time I lived uh, on a first floor uh, apartment where there was no access to a second floor, the second floor was a rental unit, and there was no door on my be- on my bedroom. But even more shocking, Libby, is the person that CTV attested uh, drove the accuser to my home, that person said the whole story was uh, BS. And so you get one story that's been completely discounted, and now CTV even trying to walk that back, saying they don't know what year it happened. So their whole, their whole, their whole allegation has fallen apart on, on the first one. On the second one, the witnesses that CTV called, they didn't mention that they all said the story was incorrect. Uh,
1: well, okay. Um, what people who deal with sexual assault say um, is that um, it's not unusual for people to get the, quote, details wrong, but the substance uh, is still true. What do you say to them?
2: These are fabricated lies, and we're going to get to the bottom of who put them up to this. Uh, We're going to turn over every stone, and we're going to find out Uh, who's behind this. This was a political hit. And this, frankly, if the people behind this, the political forces behind this get away with this, it's a diminishment of our democracy in Ontario. And I want to say uh, Global uh, National, the National Post did an excellent expose pointing out factually all the points on how this uh, was impossible to have happened. Not just one aspect being wrong, but All aspects in the story were factually impossible.
1: Um, I want to get to the night that this happened. So uh, you didn't get a lot of time to respond to the allegations. And um, uh, I'm told that uh, your team told you you had to respond before it went to air and that they told you that they would be there with you when you arrived at Queen's Park and no one was there. Is that how it went down?
2: It was a pretty uh, um, horrible night. Uh, the team that I trusted, three individuals in particular, um, drafted a statement, said uh, to go to Queen's Park to deliver the statement, uh, uh, and that uh, they'd be outside. Um, I found out later when they weren't outside and I got back to my apartment that uh, they had uh, resigned. Um, one of them was back at Queens Park working uh, for the um, for someone else the very next day. Uh, so it's it, it for Vic
1: Fideli. That's yeah. Ali Khan-Velshi. Mm-hmm. Your chief of staff is now his chief mm-hmm. chief of staff.
2: Yeah, it was uh, certainly doesn't pass the smell test on, uh, on 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 how that went down, and uh, um, it was obviously incredibly d- disappointing. But uh, you know, I'm not someone uh, who focuses on. Uh, On that, I'm just focused right now on two things. One, the the first task was to clear my name, and now that I've done that, uh, the second task is to regain the leadership so that the people behind this aren't going to get away with what they did.
1: Um, Okay, Um, so... And and Olivia, I I should
2: say, the the, the bigger picture here, and the reason reason I want to get the the leadership back, Um, is not about any of this. It's about the fact that we were so close to defeating Kathleen Wynne on June 7th. This is about Ontario families. This is about the people's guarantee. I had a moderate, inclusive PC party that I was leading that was fundraising records amount, had more members than ever before, was winning by-elections in areas we had no business, like Sault Ste. Marie and Scarborough Rouge Rouge River. We we, we were on the precipice of forming power and doing so in such a a thoughtful, positive manner. Uh, And I want to get back to that project.
1: Yeah. Well, let let's go to a couple of those things now. The interim leader who now has your former chief of staff as his chief of staff, said that there is, quote, rot in the party. He disqualified 70,000 memberships. Now you have Randy Hillier accusing you of financial impropriety, and there was a a big story in The Globe um, about uh, an an alleged deal or almost deal with somebody who became a candidate uh, to buy a steak in the restaurant. So it's, it's kind of morphed from these allegations of sexual misconduct to this financial impropriety. What do you say to those?
2: Well, I think it's all part of the uh, the hatchet job that these individuals are doing. They thought the first uh, takedown um, would have worked, uh, they they didn't realize that uh, um, the people of Ontario wouldn't stand for it, and that they they would see an injustice for what it is. They would see a takedown for what it was. These latest semantics, Randy Randy Hillier being Randy Hillier. Um, it was, I have heard yeah, that
1: from other yeah, people, but uh, <laughs> again, that,
2: I don't know. The, the allegations were ridiculous. They were garbage. None of them were true. And at least with Randy Hillier, there's a process. I get to respond to the Integrity Commissioner, which uh, I'll be doing immediately. But there's not one iota of truth. And uh, frankly, I think some of the people. People he've, he's, he's, he named in that letter um, have already responded that they, they will be uh, uh, responding with their lawyers based on the uh, false statements he made.
1: What about that story on the front of the Globe and Mail about uh, a deal you made with somebody who later became a candidate? Uh, you said the deal never went through. Uh the deal was that he was going to pay three hundred and seventy-five thousand so, dollars.
2: no deal ever happened. Oh. The the paperwork was there to show no deal ever happened. Uh, it was a proposal, and, and frankly, the fact that the forces did it by- did it come
1: from you or him? The, the proposal.
2: The, it, it, it it didn't come from me. I, I the 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 fact that the fact that the forces behind this who, by the way, stole my personal financial information, right. um, which is which is not allowed in. Canada um, the fact that they stole that information and then only leaked part of it to the media is just another example of uh, the the this plot that we're seeing um, uh, come out uh, and uh, uh, you know I, I you have to ask yourself the question why are they doing all this why, why are they so petrified of my candidacy for the leadership of the Ontario PC party and let me the reason they are is is because they know the grassroots of our party are rallying behind me. They know that our candidates and our party members around the province um, would embrace my candidacy with significant support, and that petrifies them because it means their coup didn't work. But let me also say, on on the memberships, because you mentioned that, when I took over the party leadership, we had 12,000 party members. 12,000. And now Vic is trying to say there's 145,000 or or some other number like that. Whether it's 145,000, 185,000, or 200,000, I started with 12,000. It's the most we've ever had. It's the most of any political party in Ontario. It's the most diverse membership we've ever had in our history. And the leader of the party doesn't get involved in the membership registry. There's someone at headquarters that processes each membership. And no leader in our party's history Ever gets involved in processing memberships. They get told the, the the number from headquarters, and then they try to rally the troops to do more. But the fact that Vic Fideli would say that there's—and I hope he regrets the comment—say that there's rot in the party when I took over. When I took over, we were $7 million in debt. Now we have more money than all the the other parties. We had no members. Now we have tons. We were losing by-elections. We just got him, before I won the leadership, we were being embarrassed, left, right, and center in by-elections, and now we're winning almost every one. And then he hires the person who was responsible for running my office. So if there's any rot, he hired the person that was in charge of that.
1: Um, There have been some polls that actually show that the people who are leadership candidates now uh, would do better than you would do.
2: Well, I've actually seen polls that suggest a number of things. What, what what those polls all say is that there's tremendous support for the PC party, and that's the party that I've been building. That's the party that, that's the policy platform that I have built. Of course, there's widespread support for the PC party right now because we want to defeat Kathleen Wynne. But let me say this: I think we risk our ability to defeat Kathleen Wynne if we. Take a different course. I'm the only candidate with a policy platform. I got the People's Guarantee, which was built by our membership. It's thoughtful. It's fully costed by the the the,
1: the other candidates argue that it was uh, that, that it was done by a small part of the membership, and the most contentious part of it, the carbon tax, was not agreed to by the membership. Now, I have to say that they they are all sort of saying, well. Uh, we will find $4 billion of waste uh, when we take over from Kathleen Wynne. So, um, and I'm also told that there are a lot of people in the party who res- resent and, and really oppose your shift to the center. Our policy platform
2: was adopted by the membership. It was built. It was voted on by the membership. It was built by the membership over three years. Our candidates all adopted it. Our candidates have been door-knocking with it. Caucus members uh, had a standing ovation when we when, when we finalized it. But not uh, the carbon tax part of it. The party membership endorsed every aspect of the platform. The caucus endorsed every aspect of of the platform and let me just say on the carbon tax no conservative likes the tax i don't like a tax but it's intellectually dishonest to say that there's going to be no carbon pricing on june 7th if you're elected because it's not us who do it it's a federal requirement and so unless Unless someone's going to pretend that the federal government's going to change their position on a national requirement on carbon pricing on June 7th, then they're misleading the membership. And that's why we had a thoughtful policy platform that said any revenues that are collected from the federal carbon pricing will go back to the people of Ontario in broad-based tax cuts. And that's why our candidates, people like Caroline Rooney, fully endorsed it, signed her name to it because it was a reasonable, thoughtful response uh, that, uh, frankly, it was a home run. Even the Toronto Star did an editorial saying it was well, a great I don't policy think they're, platform. they're
1: full of conservatives at the Toronto <laughs> no, but, Star.
2: But there was praise from the front page of the Toronto Sun to the Toronto Star. It was a home run almost in every media outlet. It but was, not in
1: your party. Well, actually, no, it was our party
2: that adopted it.
1: Well, well it, it, it was, was a vote.
2: A... It, no, it wasn't a vote of a small group in the party. We, we decided something different. Before, policy platforms were built at Queen's Park by a few people. Sometimes they're built at a party convention. We said, let's go beyond that. Rather than simply have a few people at Queen's Park, I wanted to take the 144 resolutions and have the entire party membership vote on it. So this was the greatest adoption that we've ever had. More people were involved in voting and ratifying on our 144 resolutions that built the People's Guarantee than at any point in the party's history. This is a grassroots document. And to say to other leadership candidates, to walk away from a fully costed plan uh, that is adopted from the grassroots, you're not just being irresponsible to go into an election with no policy. You're, you're turning your back on the grassroots of our, of our party. And let, let me say, Remember the last time we went into policy, into provincial elections without a policy platform and made up policy on the fly? Every single time we have, whether it's 100,000 job cuts or or faith-based funding, we make up policy mid-election campaign, we lose. We give the liberals an election. So it would be irresponsible to walk away from the people's guarantee. Even Kevin Page, the former parliamentary budget officer, said it's fully costed and reasonable.
1: A lot. This is... I mean, this is a soap opera, it's an opera, it's a drama, it's a it's a reality show uh, with more twists and turns than anything you could make up, but it definitely um, shows that uh, the Progressive Conservative Party is a house divided. What do you say to people who argue that you're coming into the race, just as it was kind of settling down, really is a selfish thing, it's putting yourself ahead of the party, and and this comes from conservatives. What would divide the party,
2: what would cause disunity in the party, would be to lose on June 7th. And when I saw what was happening in the leadership campaign, where we were uh, trying to uh, have um, issues that we moved on to from from climate change... Are you being
1: selfish? Absolutely not. I
2: I want to make sure our party wins the election. The fact that all of a sudden the party was getting back into issues like climate change and gay rights, they were missing... We've turned the page on
1: those issues. Let me say, I... I, 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 Yeah, but Patrick, given that not everyone agrees that you've cleared your name and there's all this muck being thrown, uh, isn't it... Dangerous to go into an election with you as the leader. I mean, aren't you vulnerable from Kathleen Wynne and Andrea Horvath, who's, I mean, she got up and said, look, this shows that, do you really want this mess governing the province? And
2: and, and that's what the the folks in the bubble at Queen's Park might be saying. That's what the talking heads may be saying. But Libby, that's not the reaction around Ontario. You know, listen to the the people that call into your show and where their their support is. Everywhere I go in Ontario, whether it's at a gas station, whether it's uh, uh, at a coffee shop, people are coming up to me and saying, we want you to fight. Uh, And frankly, you get knocked down, you stand back up, and you fight for what you know is right. And that's what I'm doing. And I think there is widespread support in the province of Ontario uh, that they've got a guy who's not going to take it, who's not going to take this coup, who's going to get back up. And I'm going to fight for what's right, just like I will fight for the province of Ontario and fight for the people in the province of Ontario.
1: Uh, You've said that you're in the process of suing CTV. Yes. Um, They keep saying, uh, loudly declaring on on air that they have not been served. Uh, So when is that going to happen? Uh, Do you have any idea how much... You will sue them for?
2: The first step was already initiated, which was that the, our lawyer's letter uh, that there must, must be a retention of documents. Uh, and that first step uh, was already uh, taken. That, that lawyer's letter happened, uh, um, I think, over a week ago. Um, in terms of the next step, uh, that's in the process of being drafted.
1: And uh, again, how much are you going to sue them for?
2: We have to stay tuned.
1: Uh, Okay. To the other side of that, you now have a team of people. You talk about investigators. I'm sure you've got lawyers up the wazoo. How much is this costing you? Well,
0: that
2: that will be determined. Uh, but what I uh, what I'm very grateful is there's so many people. Who have stepped up to help. So many people who have stepped up to volunteer and say, this should not happen in Canada. We, we should never tolerate uh, uh, a subversion of our democracy like this. We should never uh, tolerate a coup like this. But how a, a are you pay like for this. it? Well, that's, that's the great thing, is that the people out there in Ontario don't want to stand for it. Uh, are, you,
1: and, are you raising money to cover your costs? Or? Yeah,
2: yeah I, absolutely. Uh, friends and family have uh, have, have pitched in. Uh, lawyers and, and folks have volunteered time. Um, I can tell you people are, uh, people are upset with, with what happened, and uh, you know, I'm just very grateful and heartened by the support
1: we're getting around the province. Okay, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will take uh, the calls that are piling up here because I know people want to ask you some questions. Uh, so before we go, the numbers is 416-360-0740. Toll free 1-866-744-740. And we will be right back.
0: Fight Back with Libby's Nimer on Zuma Radio.
1: Welcome back. I am here with Patrick Brown, and he is giving us a very detailed version of his version of the events. We're going right to the phones. We've got Bob in Etobicoke. Hello, Bob. Hello. How are you? Fine. How are you? Not bad. I've been on the phone
3: or on your program about three times about this particular event. Um, I support Patrick Brown. Um, I'm hoping that he not only sues CTV News, he sues everybody that broadcast it and sues the people who put up the. What I can see from the um, from, from you know, what I see going on, Patrick Brown is not controlled by anybody like some of the other people that we have in politics. They are, and that's how they get things through. Uh, with a new leader that looks into some of the past stuff, like uh, the kickbacks that went to get the green energy program through, once they prove that, they can cancel all of these solar contracts and whatnot. And that's why they're pressuring not to let him in for Doug Ford. What my view, the best scenario, that Patrick Brown becomes the, the leader of the Conservatives and Doug Ford becomes the mayor of Toronto. Well, and maybe we can get rid of some of the corruption because the people who have been involved in this corruption do not want anybody in there that they cannot control.
1: Okay, Bob. They know so- they
3: got to get rid of the Liberals because that's going to happen anyway. Um, and I will vote, providing that Patrick Brown's name is on the ballot.
2: Okay, Bob.
1: Thank thanks you. for that.
2: Okay, well, Bob, thank you for the, the call. And uh, you're right. I don't owe anything to anyone. And when I won the party leadership in 2015, a lot of people were surprised. I came out of nowhere. I worked hard, worked with our grassroots, uh, and I was not the backroom choice. I think they were flabbergasted when I won, and I'm going to expose any of the political corruption that I find at Queen's Park. I'm going to do what's right. And you mentioned the Green Energy Act. I can't wait until I can tear that up. It's been an unmitigated disaster. It's caused people's hydro rates to skyrocket up. And any of the shady backroom deals at Queen's Park that cost Ontario families more, I can't wait to be your premier and clean it all up.
1: Yeah, but you might find, like the gas plants, it costs more to cancel some of this stuff than to go ahead with it. Well, certainly, I'm not going to allow
2: any exposure for Ontario taxpayers. Uh, but I spent three years at Queen's Park, and let me say there is lots of room to uh, to clean up the mess that they've uh, that Kathleen Wynne has made there.
1: Okay, Bob in Brantford. Hi, Bob. Bob Hello. In- Hello. Yes, you're on the air.
4: Hello, Patrick. Hey, Bob. I support you 100. percent You're a man with courage. You're a fighter, and that's what I want back in me. And I resent these people that keep saying, Oh, the Conservatives said." This is about you. I'm a conservative. I didn't say it. Why don't we interview somebody like myself instead of the fake news that we have now here in Canada? And most of these stations we have are fake news. And I hope, as the other caller said, you sue, uh, sue T- CTV and, and bankrupt. And if I can get some money to donate to you, if you can put up something on your website, I would gladly put some money into to back you. So I wish you all the best, Patrick. I took out a membership, my wife and I, when we heard you were coming in and if uh if you're not a leader, I'm getting my money back, and I'll be down there at Queen's Park make sure I get my money back
1: Good Good along luck with a that whole <laughs> whack
4: of other people so good luck, Patrick well, that's, thank you, and that's all I got to say for okay, it. Okay thank Thanks
2: you. Well thank you, Bob. Thank you so much for your uh support uh, I'm not going to let any of these guys bully me I'm standing up to 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 fight for Ontario, and uh, uh your support
5: means a lot
1: okay, William in Toronto hello william hello Lib um
5: uh, fairness and procedural fairness are first on my list, no matter who you are or what you've been alleged to have taken, to have done. Uh, fairness and procedural fairness have not taken place here with Mr. Brown whatsoever. Uh, he is innocent until proven guilty, and he cannot be held hostage uh, uh, because there's no allegations, no statement of claim, no charges. We don't even know where these charges come from, no names, no nothing. So uh, this uh, seems like a collusion to put uh, to put him down. I think that's the legal term, and there's n- nothing good about what's taking place. And I think Mr. Brown should be put back into the leadership position and go right back to the beginning. And uh, he shouldn't have to run for the leadership uh, position whatsoever.
1: Okay, and, William, uh, we'll let him I respond. Thanks for that.
5: Thank you, Lib.
2: Well, uh, thank you uh, for the for the question. Uh, you know, it, it was a difficult decision. Uh, I, I didn't want to to take the leadership back on a technicality um, in terms of uh, how this all went down. It was it was um, it was uh, absolutely a, a takedown. But I know the party membership is behind me, and that's why I, I wanted to put my name in and win this all over again um, and show that the grassroots backs uh, um, backs. Uh, the work i've been doing around the province uh, and but but you're right uh, there was no due process there was no procedural justice listen these allegations they didn't, but, go, they didn't go to the police. They went to the media, and whoever put them up to it, the reason they wanted to go to the media to have a, a, a late-night attack was there would be no response. There would be no uh, procedural justice, and that, that's the worry with trying to weaponize the, the Me Too movement. I, you know, I support the Me Too movement, but unfortunately, if you allow people to use it as a political weapon, um, you know, false allegations will diminish uh, uh, the spirit of, of the Me Too movement, and, and, and that's
1: not right. Um, when did you decide to put in this leadership bid?
2: It, it, was, you know, it was pretty last minute. Uh, I was getting calls all week. When people saw the global expose on how these allegations were false, uh, when they saw the National Post stories about uh, um, this speculation of who may be behind this, uh, I was inundated with phone calls from candidates, from party organizers, volunteers, even several caucus members, and... Uh, uh, it was about three o'clock that day. I, after being inundated with phone calls, I said, and "I'm in. Let's do this."
1: after being kicked out of
2: caucus, I, I, I. I you know, I suspect the leadership of the party the establishment got uh, um, heard that I was being encouraged uh, to run and I was considering it uh, I think that was one of their procedural tricks to try to prevent uh, me from putting my name forward. Obviously it, it, it didn't work uh, uh, and uh, I'm here to fight for the grassroots and fight for the people of Ontario.
1: Are, are you going to be taking that uh, independent seat way at the back of the room?
2: Well for the next few weeks I've got the leadership campaign uh, I'm going to be around the province of Ontario uh, to focus uh, on making sure uh, that, this, uh, that I can finish the job I started and get this province of Ontario back on track.
1: Okay, let's go to uh, Bill in Toronto. Hello, Bill. Hello. Patrick, I have to tip my hat to you. You know, this
5: whole Me Too thing is such a travesty. To think that they can destroy, on allegations uh, they're anonymous, destroy a man's career, I, it's absolutely disgusting. And I, I salute you for standing up and, uh, and turning the tables on these people well thank you for that encouragement but having said that i i find i am a true conservative and we have to get rid of win um you know what i don't know whether this is your time Maybe the circumstances what's unfolded maybe to do what's best for the party would be to step aside let it play out your time is going to come i don't know whether it's now and uh but it's just, I, I can't believe the society that we live in, the political correctness that could destroy somebody. I mean, you're a good man. Uh, CTV, they should be ashamed of themselves. And Trudeau goes on about fake news. He wants to, what, censor Facebook? And this is the kind of crap that a major network puts out in Canada? I'm disgusted with it.
1: Okay, Bill, thanks for that.
2: Well, Bill, thank you uh, for the encouragement. uh, And in terms of the greater goal uh, of defeating Kathleen Wynne so we can get Ontario back uh, in a strong position, uh, that's why I put my my name in. Uh, You know, I I saw that leadership uh, debate. I saw what was happening in the party, and I worried that we were allowing issues to sidetrack us that were, um, frankly, uh, would risk our, our project. Uh, you know, I put forward a policy platform, the People's Guarantee, that was a recipe to ensure that we got Ontario back on the track. Uh, but it was also a home run with it, it was a home run with voters. It was a home run uh, across the province. And I was petrified that if I allowed a, a leadership candidate to be elected promising that they would make up new policy mid-election campaign, we'd blow another election. And I've spent the last three years working 7 a.m. to midnight each day, building the party in every part of the province, raising funds, getting us in this position. And to think that we could throw it all away and blow the election, uh, that was not something I was prepared uh, to, um, to to stand by and watch happen.
1: What about all the issues with the nominations? Vic Fidelli has nullified two nominations. We hear stories about... Ballot stuffing, uh, also about people who say that they were prevented from running because of that reason, because they, their opinions were not the same as yours. So
2: I don't attend PNC meetings. Uh, that's uh, the, the committee that looks in, into those issues. Uh, frankly, my former chief of staff who would have overseen much of this was the same person that Vic Fidelli hired. So um, it's disingenuous to say you don't like what's happening in the party and then hire the same person who was um, running much of the party's uh, affairs. Um, I would say, you know, four years ago when we had a provincial election, the lead up to a provincial election, no one wanted to run for the PC party. We didn't have big contested nominations. The fact that people were bending over backwards, fighting to win nominations is because they thought there was a prospect of success. They liked the path that uh, we were on. They admired the path that uh, I had taken the, the party in. And uh, the fact that there were so many great candidates winning nominations um, speaks to the fact that we were going to have a really strong front bench, a really
1: strong caucus. Okay, uh, let's go to Joe in Toronto. Hello, Joe. Oh, Hi, Patrick. Um, first of all, I want to say that um,
6: absolutely you deserve... A second chance at um, the leadership in the party. Um, so my question really is: until yesterday, I was completely in support of. You know what? You deserve to at least lead the party in the next election um, as a voter. Um, but but I have one concern about the three hundred forty-five thousand dollars. The innuendo that's been thrown at at you specifically—that you know there was there was some kind of deal going on for someone to get a seat in the writing. Um, And then, you know, a few weeks later, that same amount of money kind of is used to buy a house, right? I mean, look, I think we all need to understand what happened there. Those of us who have done business or bought real estate, we've never used affidavits, you know, or at least two affidavits that don't make sense with each other to do business. And there was air miles involved. Like the whole thing just, I know someone's trying to tarnish you, but at the same time, it just really doesn't sit well with those of us who have been sort of really, hurt by Kathleen Wynne's uh, billion-dollar boondog. We want to make sure we're electing the right leader, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely agree. Uh, It was um, the same political forces who uh, tried to uh, take me down and then up to these games for the last number of weeks. We're we're at it again. And uh, uh, my financial uh, folders uh, were stolen, uh, which is wrong. That should not happen in the first place. Stolen by a member of my former senior staff uh... and they presented half facts uh... and the fact that they would only present um, the offer, not the rejection, um, you know, is is so misleading. That deal never happened. Um, and uh, the other thing I, I, I should add is that the person who became a candidate uh, six months later wasn't even thinking about becoming a candidate at the time that that proposal was made. And the reason he became a candidate was because he sold 6,200 memberships in his riding of Brampton North. Um, 6,200 memberships. Let me say you don't go out and, and sign up people door to door and sign up 6,200 people um, if you think uh, um, it's, it's going to come to you naturally. So the whole thing was just a, more of this political hit. Uh, and I'm going to continue to focus on turning over every stone so these people who are involved in this, that, that uh, the truth can be shown and they will be exposed.
1: Okay. Okay. Um Patrick, I know that you have to go. Uh, you're waiting to hear from the committee about whether they are going to authorize you to go ahead with the leadership bid. If if they say no, you can appeal, though, correct?
2: Yes, you can appeal to the party executive, and the party executive has already told me that I have their support.
1: So uh, this thing is a go. I'm running for the leadership,
2: and uh, I'm going to get the party and the province back on track.
1: Okay. Well, Patrick Brown, thank you so much for coming by. I appreciate it very much, and I hope that you'll come by again. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. uh, We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to continue talking about the PC leadership. So, uh, callers, if you want to stay on the line, we'll be able to take the calls uh, after the break. Thanks a lot. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.